0: This is the Mid-East Beast Podcast. I'm Molly Livingstone here in bloody hot Jerusalem and Alex Giles on the other side in London. How are you doing today, Alex?
1: I'm doing very well, Molly. It's raining, by the way.
0: Oh my gosh, that is unbelievable. It's just so it's <laughs> so shocking, sad shocking. over there.
1: It is, it is. There was a time a few weeks ago where we were hotter than Jerusalem, but that mm-hmm. all seems like a myth now.
0: Yeah, you know, my dad got divorced when he was in England, went to L.A. for scream therapy, which is weird, and I won't go into detail because that will make you judge me, but he ended up staying in L.A. because he's like, oh, blue sky, this is different, and then he never went back. He is still uh, an immigrant. He does not have citizenship in America, and Trump will be going after him shortly.
1: He'll be chucked over the wall.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so let's talk about this article we had up on the Mideast piece because I am, as I just mentioned, I'm from Los Angeles. So O.J. Simpson this past week, once again in the news, once again on trial, once again a free man. And it seems like it is satirical with or without us, doesn't it, Alex?
1: <laughs> Everything about O.J. is is slightly satirical. It's true. Yeah.
0: And I'm just staring at this picture. He's older, but the smirk is still exactly the same. In this article that we covered, Trudeau to pay O.J. Simpson $10 million. Um, give us a little bit of background on why we went with this article and this title.
1: We obviously thought, well, OJ's big this week. So that's always good for getting some coverage. And we were comparing it with Trudeau paying this chap who has come out of prison And you, Molly, want to talk about how that compares to the Israeli-Palestine conflict. I mean...
0: Right. So here's my thing. I mean, for Trudeau, the whole thing, and we reported it in the article, was that he had paid Omar Kadar. Yes. Yeah, when he was released from Guantanamo, based on the fact that he is a Canadian citizen, and he felt that he was sort of treated unjustly as a human being, even though Omar had killed a u.s soldier and that is why he was there he killed him when he was a teenager he threw a grenade something like that so it in and of itself is a little bit absurd he even apologized to him which is i mean to me is like the ultimate sort of liberal hippity-dippity move of like just Too much. And I'm a liberal person, but I'm just saying that as like, it's a bit ridiculous, don't you think?
1: Well, it's interesting because if you compare it to the UK a few years ago where the prime minister at the time, Tony Blair, apologized for slavery on our behalf which was, you know, a strange thing to do because no one obviously alive here in the UK had anything to do with that. So we weren't sure what we were apologising for. But on the other right. hand, has refused consistently to apologise for dragging us into the uh, the war in Iraq where mm. um, he had a direct responsibility and therefore has something to apologise for. I suppose at least with Trudeau, he is apologising for things that are recent. And I suppose you can compare that to the, the interesting situation in Canada, of course, with their native indigenous Population, Well, that continues to be something that he's apologizing for as well. So maybe he just likes apologizing. Maybe it makes him feel better about himself.
0: I think that on this one, what's funny is just when you look at the United States, I mean, there was never an apology to Native Americans. What they did was they named streets and cities after them, you know, like, oh. And football teams. Oh, right, and just their mascots are all, like, big racist, you know, like, it's just absurd, and everyone just accepts it, and that's the thing about America is the hypocrisy. So, here is a great example. I mean, you have O.J. Simpson once again, which everyone pretty much felt like he was guilty as— hell. I mean, you know, I was
1: guilty. Yes.
0: Right. So I was 10 years old when this happened and living in LA, I'd already gone through the riots, which is exactly why they were afraid that there would be more riots if OJ was found guilty. Mm -hmm. And so the whole jury, everything, you know, what's really cool is Netflix just made uh, like a mini mockument, it is kind of a mockumentary documentary about it and watching it as an adult and understanding how it affected my childhood. So I I already knew about murder and crime and grew up in Hollywood where I saw more than my fair share of homeless man penis. Sorry. I was very used to a more realistic lifestyle and we drove past his house on Bundy Street after the murders and we saw all the police and the ambulances and it it was really strange as a 10 year old to kind of soak in what I was seeing. My mom worked at City Hall which was across the street from the court and seeing everybody there and that was like real paparazzi and even Marsha Clark who was the prosecutor had to get her hair redone because they were ripping her apart in the media because that's how you treat women and that was even like noted in the Netflix and I was like ah I get that all of these things happen but what really stands out to me because you mentioned that I compared this whole OJ thing with his release and the joke of paying 10 million dollars to him and an apology from Trudeau with what's going on in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and here's my comparison if the glove don't fit you must acquit okay that was Johnny Cochran's mm-hmm. famous line it was the biggest mistake of having him try on the glove it didn't fit for whatever reason God forbid anyone could imagine him like pretending that it didn't fit, you know, same way women pretend to put on jeans that do fit, and we all know that they don't, okay? The glove didn't fit. It was a great PR stunt. We forgot all about the actual murders. That became like the slogan. And the same thing is true for what I believe, what's going on right now with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, where we are focused on metal detectors not fitting into the Temple Mount or the Dome of the Rock for the Palestinians, right? For Mm -hmm. the Muslim prayer. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is... We can attribute before, during, and after a violence massacre and justify killings, which we saw this past weekend over at what is our Shabbat, our day of rest. A uh, family was murdered in their own home by a terrorist. And we can say, well, the metal detectors didn't fit, right? We can yep. just keep that the focus. And and we can justify rioting or here I live near five Arab villages who have celebrated every night with fireworks after Mm -hmm. the killing of two police officers at the Dome of the Rock, which, by the way, the police officers were not Jewish. They were Druze, Mm -hmm. which is sort of like a secret religion that you find out when you're older. But fine, nonetheless, they are not Jews. And they're celebrating here. They're also using fireworks to aim at police officers once more, more of a justification. So I don't know how you see this from the outside world. But to me, this is like... Who needs satire when you have jokes like this? It's just absurd i also need you to understand alex i want you to close your eyes and imagine israel i want you to see the malls of israel Mm -hmm. i want you to see the airport i want you to see even the little chinky like horrible tiny malls where like they don't even sell toilet paper in a supermarket it's not even a supermarket it's a mini market it's not even a mini market it's just a stand with some guy smoking behind it and even there you are going to have a metal detector on the other side of the Dome of the Rock, in the Jewish quarter, at the Kotel, the, the Western Wall, you have metal detectors. You have x-ray machines. You have angry Jewish women who are called shmata police because they don't like the way you're dressed and want you to be more modest when you go to this wall. And you have to take it up the butt for these ladies, okay? <laughs> Literally cover every whole cleavage spot you can find. And yet, no violence... And believe you me, there are things on the other side of that wall as a woman that I find as an atrocity to Judaism and to my place as an equal person, human being, that I would never pick up a rock, that I would never take a knife, that I could never justify killing, hurting anyone, especially another family, an innocent family. And it's just so crazy that The world, are you with us? Like, do you see this? Do, Do people like, can you justify this? Because Scott, my producer here, our producer, was just telling me like Linda Sarsour posted a beautiful picture of Muslim prayer outside the lion's gate because... They couldn't get inside because right now the walk, I'm going into like a lot of detail and ramp, but basically the walk where the Jordanian police watched the Temple Mount. They protested after the metal detectors went in. Therefore, now only Israeli police are there. And it's a whole, as we say in Hebrew, belagan, chaos. And here is Linda's post from July 22nd. A beautiful picture of, it is a beautiful picture of rainbow colored shirts praying all together outside of the gate. And it says, this. This is resilience, this is perseverance, this is faith, this is commitment, this is inspiration, this is Palestine, Mm -hmm. denied access to pray at Al-Aqsa Mas, that's the Dome of the Rock, in their own homeland, Palestinians pray on the streets in an act of non-violent resistance. They are met with tear gas and rubber bullets, but you still can't keep them from God. While the world powers continue to turn a blind eye to blatant injustice against and the suffering of the Palestinian people, they remain steadfast and teach us life, detergents, Determination and patience. Palestine will be free. It is not a question of if; it's when. Long live Palestine. Now, I don't disagree. That is a true statement. Okay, there is non-violence going on, but you cannot ignore. And she has the reason that they're not inside mm-hmm. because of violence. I can't understand it, Alex.
1: Well, Molly, let let me let be me, the
0: outside me, voice. Yes.
1: Let me take another famous. From the other side, let's look at another famous trial, the one that's just happened of the Israeli medic who shot the Palestinian last year. In Hebron? Yeah, who was sentenced to just 18 months in prison. And there was a big, obviously a a massive discussion there in Israel. It was an international story. There's no doubt from the military point of view, and all, all his senior people thought that he was as guilty as hell and were pretty much steadfast that he should go to prison for a very long time. But on the other hand, there were people on the right of uh, Israeli politics who thought he shouldn't have spent a day in prison. So how does that compare from a satire point of view to something like O.J., where you have a situation where on camera someone shoots someone who is at that point clearly no longer a threat. And there is even the start of a debate that he should just walk away from doing that.
0: Right. So... Obviously, this is an ethically very difficult case. I don't think it is as black and white as kind of you just made it out to be where he okay. just shot at him and the guy oh, obviously is Obviously, like,
1: there's a whole bunch of a situation of, you know, they didn't they, they just come across that guy randomly on the street. they would obviously been an attack already. This guy had tried to stab uh, Right.
0: If you're someone who's young, let's remember these military people are often 18 to 21. Yes. So by all other means, you know, when I meet an 18-year-old, I'm like, wow, you're an actual moron, right? Because you have no idea how the world works. And you think you do because you're on Tinder swiping right. So clearly we know how to be sexual creatures or beasts. And uh, you're on Twitter. So you must know the news and the real world. And you don't. So this 18-year-old, and I'm not justifying by any means that that's like okay for him in uniform I think he was probably scared I cannot put myself in his shoes often we are taught in Israel it's not shoot to kill which is like may be problematic. For example, I am witnessing this horrific murder in a house where they were supposed to be celebrating a brand new child being Mm -hmm. born. I, I don't know if you can hear my own daughter who's two weeks old screaming in the background. So obviously I sympathize as a mother. Okay. Instead of having that celebration, they're now mourning three bloody gory murders. And the terrorist... Well, he's sitting pretty in an Israeli hospital where he is being taken care of on my tax Mm -hmm. dollar. So nothing is black and white. And he didn't get a bullet to his head. And that was someone that could have done it, right? It was a neighbor who happens to be from a very high elite unit in the army. Heard the screams. He heard what was going on. Ran in with his gun. And he actually shot through the window. He shot him in the stomach. Meaning he didn't shoot to kill. That's what he's been taught. And he did a good job in neutralizing. However, does this person really deserve to live? Does this person really deserve treatment? Does this person deserve my tax dollars? Does this person deserve now he's going to get his house demolished? I have a problem with that too. Is that really the answer too? We, it's so mushy. It's so mixed But, but Molly, and Molly, awful. isn't it
1: that it's not what he deserves... It's what mm-hmm. you as a country upholding right. certain values deserve yes. and what you enforce. Yes, right. There are dreadful people, dreadful, dreadful people everywhere doing dreadful things around the world. What they deserve, arguably, is not the issue. It's how you respond to them and how that makes you as a country and as a group of people feel about yourselves that's important because yes. nothing you can do. Whether he had been shot to death, tortured afterwards, chucked in prison for the rest of his life, actually takes back the terrible thing that he does. So all that you can do is decide how you want to respond to that. that's the challenge. Well,
0: I agree with you. And I think when you brought up that other soldier who is now spending 18 months in jail and who the military found him guilty is exactly Israel's high standard of morals, in my opinion, because I'm telling you as a human being, I can relate to him. But again, as a country, you're right. We stand up. But at the same time... Look, it's preaching morals. You just said it about Tony Blair that he'll apologize for something that happened hundreds of years ago, but he won't give you guys the respect of saying, sorry, that was a big screw up, you know, hashtag failed my peeps going into (laughs) Iraq. And he won't do that for you. And yet you are preaching, you know, these moral standards and as a country, England attacking us. I mean, what happened over there? They had a pro-Palestinian march in England and they, they stole an Israeli flag and burned it. Where's the outrage and the pouring from your government about high moral standards and this or that? And going back to the American thing, like, oh, sorry, we killed your people, Native Americans. Here's a little gift to you. Why don't you have a casino and become alcoholics and we'll name uh, one of our neighborhoods after you.
1: Have we thought about putting some casinos in in Gaza?
0: (laughs) They were in Jericho, by the way, and it did do really well over there. And um, they took them away, and since then they've suffered. Yeah, it would be great, except what kind of, a casino where you can't drink um, the gays aren't allowed in there's certainly not going to be any kind of strip clubs and weddings are going to be as icy as possible I mean no I don't think it's going to I don't think it would work out there too well but you know just going back to this whole thing because I think we should wrap it up even though I'm not sure exactly what we said or didn't say. Oh, I wanted to also mention, by the way, Dershowitz in this two things, two Jews. I'm going to mention before I finish. Mention some Jews, you know, God forbid we not have some Jews, preachy, preachy Jews. So we had Alan Dershowitz who was on OJ's defense team and really helped to create that sort of PR and marketing bonanza instead of focusing on blood curdling murderer. And I'm kind of wondering where he is this round because he would be great here. Like, this is what Israel needs is like some good PR and we need the glove don't fit. We need to take the metal detectors back, not back physically because I do think they should be there because I think get over it. If you kill people there with guns, yes, stop being babies. Don't you also want to be protected? Druze were killed, not Jews. I know they sound alike when I say it, but they are different people.
1: Say it 10 times quickly.
0: Druzy, druzy, juicies. Up. Oh, it happened. No, so that's the one Jew I want to bring up. The other Jew I'm going to bring up is Trump is now sending over Greenblatt, a Jewish name if ever I heard one, with, of course, Kushner, who's his son-in-law. Who's yeah, the head. I,
1: thought, I thought Kushner was in charge of Middle East peace. Is Trump going back on that now?
0: No, Trump just has a big old team over there. You know, he's got like a sweatshop running for him for the peace initiative, and so he's going to send another Jew, which to me is like the worst idea possible. That's good. Send an American Jew over a Jewish-American prince, a Jap, and uh, see if he can fix the problems. Over here, he'll stay in his fancy hotel. Uh, He'll probably say some absurd comments. And I don't think it'll help the situation at all. Abbas, who is the president of the Palestinians, of Palestine, of whatever you want to call it, he's already sort of pulled out for the first time ever of security talks with Israel. So I just don't see this happening. Those are the two Jews that are... To Jews in the news, <laughs> do you know that um three girls, two cups are okay?
1: I, I I am familiar. So yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't, can't I say to anyone listening right now, <laughs> don't Google that, just <laughs> don't, Ju- don't. Two
0: Jews and a cup and piece, yeah. A
1: no, cup, no, cu- no, 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 It no, is no, no. a cup
0: full of, all right. Look, yeah, no, no, so.
1: come on, Molly, you're a mother, stop it.
0: I know, but all I think about is those kinds of things, if you are being honest.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you're raising young minds.
0: Well, this is the problem to begin with, isn't it? So, Alex, you know, it's hard to be satirical about something that is really so new. Um, I, I, I thought
1: this was very cathartic for you, Molly, I think this episode, we just got a lot off your chest. And I'd be really interested yeah. to hear what other people have to say. I think it was good. We didn't make many jokes, though. Next week, more jokes.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. So that's when the too soon part will be gone. And I think that we can yes. go back to sort of the jokey jokey, but out of respect. Look, I'm pissed off. And, and I, I respect th- that. Thank you so much. That's your high moral ground in England, respecting my...
1: It's easy to be moral and sit on high ground when you're a yeah. long way away.
0: And it's not what I deserve. It's, just, it's I want to thank you, Alex, for putting up with me and everybody out there. I bet there's people that disagree with me. I I hope there are.
1: They should comment. They should comment on the exactly. website. They should comment on Twitter. Let's have a discussion.
0: Yeah, you can write us on Facebook at The Mideast Beast. You can find us at Twitter at Mideast Beasties. Of course, there's just the website, themideastbeast.com. Don't forget, we're now on iTunes, which means you should definitely subscribe and leave a comment. I want to thank, of course, Scott Kahn, who is our producer and editor and has to listen to this. I hope he enjoys it. Sometimes he gives me a thumbs up, but it's the thumbs down under the table that offends me. That's all the time we have. Alex, thank you so much. This was like my moment, my Molly's ranty moment, and you you stuck it out.
1: It was an absolute pleasure, as always, Molly. All right, well,
0: we'll be back with another round of the Mid East Beast podcast. So I hope you keep listening forever.